Hello and welcome to Echoes of Glory Season 8, Episode 12. I'm Jack. And I'm Stato. And tonight we're going to be recording a Van Der Vaart special. So na, last na, 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 na. nice. <laughs> uh, so last week he announced his retirement from uh, from professional football. We mentioned it briefly on the pod last week. Didn't do but justice, the, did the news only broke sort of an hour before we actually came on, so we didn't have too much time to prepare. So I thought it was only fair for a great player to have its own dedicated show. So you're going to do a bit of a summary of of his career. Yeah. About but can you, I want you to answer a question, and I'll stick with your answer. I have faith and okay. I trust you. I've had a long-standing argument with someone. Yeah. Van der Vaart's left foot, a peach or a wand? It's a wand. It's a wand. I agree. It's a wand. Thank you. It's a wand. I have a friend a, who says it's a peach. A peach. See, uh, uh, for me, a wand is something that's more consistent, whereas a peach for left foot, he's just caught one. Like, yeah, yeah. Timothy yeah. Atuba had a peach for left foot because he hit one. Yeah, that's a good logic. So I would say a wand I've is consistent. I've never thought that argument, but yeah. it's now a wand forevermore. <laughs> And what a wand. Yeah, what a wand. So, you're going to start right back at the start in his IF I thought days. I'd just do a quick brief summary Sounds of his great. career, just to Perfect. give a few facts and figures. As a, as a stats man, that's what I do. Um, so, he came through the ranks at Ajax, uh, played 156 games, scoring 63 goals in a sort of attacking midfield. Yeah. But they play 4-3-3, so he would have probably been on either side of that, yeah. you know, possibly cutting in. Um, in Holland, he won the bulk of his medals, really, as a, as a team player. Two Eredivisies, the Dutch Cup and uh, Super Cup, which is the equivalent of the Charity Shield. Yeah. Um, he did win a handful of individual awards, and, and lots of those were back then um, in, in his Ajax days. Mm. We went to Hamburg for five and a half million euros, uh, 113 games for them, 48 goals. Um, Great won- scoring record again. Again, yeah, really for an attacking midfielder, not a striker. Yeah. Um, definitely. Highlight of his career, possibly there. Two Intertoto Cup wins. Um, all the West Ham slight, fans that are listening. Slightly tarnished, though, because like West Ham's Intertoto Cup win, they're one of three winners that yeah. season. It doesn't count. There's no final. There's, and there's only fact, five teams in the Cup. It got yeah. crazier because the following time they won the Intertoto Cup, there were 11 co winners who all got through the Intertoto stage and entered the last, you know, the UEFA Cup proper. And the winner is deemed the team who goes the furthest in the competition. And that, that second time was Hamburg. And they only got to the last 16. So that's, <laughs> that's how you determine the winner of that the Intertoto Cup. So that's why I've never considered it. That is incredible. It's the Abbas of international or European Pointless. trophies. Well, um, so from Hamburg, he went off to Real Madrid for 13 million. And uh, 73 appearances, 12 goals. So mm. slightly tempered there, but you've got a lot more... Quality players around you yeah. and, and probably a, a didn't start strike many force. games there either. No, did he? definitely not. Um, whilst he was at Real, only won one trophy, the Super Cup again. That's the equivalent of the um, Charity Shield, and he actually got sent off in the second leg. Mm. Whilst they were four-two down to um, Valencia, um, they did go on and win, but they were four-three down when Van Nistelrooy also got sent off. So they're down to nine men, and they won six-five on Ag. So quite a lively Lots final, but crazy sort of. Yeah, it's one of those. Sort of, at the beginning of the season doesn't really count for anything and two-legged yeah, sort of charity weird, shields it? it's a very odd concept that Madrid derby has always been crazy for bookings because I remember yeah. them, at, them at playing another cup final and I think it was the first time I flair had beaten for yeah. 15 years and there were some like 17 yellow cards yeah. and two reds and yeah. it's like, even the goalkeepers were... I mean there is an element of play acting and yeah. officials Pepe. buying it and you know but also there's some general shit yeah. um, and then there was this rumoured Transfer to Bayern Munich for around thirty million. That never came off. Two days later, it was transfer deadline day. 
Levy had made a few calls and, and he was available and we signed him for £8 million. I mean, the week before, it was all done and dusted on a £30 million transfer to buy. Maybe €30 million, Euros, but um, is that, is that, that fell through. Is that, from your memory, our best bit of business that we've done? Definitely on a transfer deadline day. Definitely in a, that we don't know this is happening, it's not yeah. been long and drawn out and they're just going to give us something to announce on the day. This happened really late. In fact, it happened so late there was a problem with email or fax at the Premier League that day and we had to get special dispensation to finalise the paperwork the morning after which we did which we did um, and then happy times which we'll go into a bit more detail on them yeah. 77 appearances and 28 glorious goals um, before AVB kind of did for him um, in that summer uh, he left that we signed uh, Dembele and Sigurdsson. Dempsey and Sigurdsson yeah. But he'd supposedly, AVB had told Van der Vaart, you'll be my number 10. But it was weird that he just he thought Sigurdsson, he was kind of... He really sort of left out the back door from out of nowhere as yeah. well, didn't he? And it was just sort of, it literally, he left us really as quickly as he signed for us. Before we knew it, he was gone. Exactly. I was devastated. But we made a profit on him. But they, yeah. I think that's the case of the transfer fees have gone crazy. Yeah. Um, and we got £10.3 million for him. Um, and apparently it was all funded by a local businessman in Hamburg. They didn't have the pennies wow. or the... Uh, the Phoenix to, to pay it but a local businessman gave him an interest free loan and he went back to Hamburg where it wasn't quite as good as previously mm-hmm. um, 18 goals in 86 appearances and actually the club were then going into quite big turmoil they'd yeah. been quite famous for never having been relegated the only club mm-hmm. who'd been in the Bundesliga since day one but I think on the 51st season they finally yeah. suffered ignominious relegation mm-hmm. um, by which time he'd scooted off to Real Betis in Spain yeah and then he saw out his career in Denmark, which some people might be surprised by, but actually um, his girlfriend was a, a, a handball player mm. and played for one of the top Danish sides yeah. out there. So he just sort of tagged along to, to keep her company. But um, 537 appearances, 171 goals in club football. And then, not least to mention, 12 years playing for the Netherlands, 109 caps and 25 goals representing them at five major tournaments. What a Two career. Euros and three World Cups. It's unbelievable. Those numbers, if you hadn't have told me that was Van der Vaart and you hadn't told me the clubs, I would think that is a, that's a good centre-forward. Mm. Those goals scoring that. Yeah, right. that is, it's phenomenal. There's plenty of players in the Premier League. You look back at how many goals they're scored for game ratio and that is outstanding. What I loved about him was always all the, all the different types of goals he used to score. He was just, he, he was such a wonderful player. Um, we're going to do a review of all the goals that he scored, but we'll come on to that in a bit. Um, what was your favourite goal? If you could just pick out one for now before we go through all of them. What, what would your, your number one goal be? I've got five. Scored? No, I'm going to have to break <laughs> down from those goals five. He scored. Yeah. Um, you're going to be surprised. Okay. This is generally my favourite goal, and I've watched. There's a YouTube clip, as you mentioned. We'll send a, um, a link out yeah. with that uh, when when we sort of advertise this pod on Twitter and Facebook. Um, it's a game against Blackburn away from home in the league, and he scores two that day. Yeah. Um, but I believe it's the first goal, and it's a cutback from the goal line, and he's about level with the penalty spot, just to the right of it. And the ball, I would almost say it's just behind him, and he doesn't strike the ball he doesn't aim a kick at the ball or anything he just guides it into the back of the net no power no back lift it's as if he just stops his foot and allows the pace from the ball to cut and he just guides it into the corner of the goal it wasn't the most important goal by any stretch of the imagination he's got Champions League goals he's got goals in derbies he's got winners he's got for me that was my absolute favourite goal because I can't think of another Spurs player in in a long long time and I mean maybe even Mm. going back to Hoddle 
that could have scored a goal as sublime like that. as that. It's almost, for the cricketers out there, yeah. it's like playing a late cut off of a yeah. fast bowler. Yeah. Just let the ball do all the work. All the I'm place. just going to guide it there. Oh, and yeah. He's just in complete control of that situation. And Whereas, you might not recognise that goal. Jack's obviously been watching I, this in preparation. He knows the it. goal. And he had an excited look on his face yeah. when I said that one. But check it out. It's well worth it. It's Stunning. only a couple of minutes on this video for all 28 goals. Um, but it's an absolute stunner, and I think it's the 20th goal. Let me check yeah. my notes. So that's your number one. Um, we'll go through the other yeah, one. We'll I go mean, through the other ones in a bit. I mean, the favourite goal that I saw him score, and I've told this story a couple of times, is his second goal um, in the 2-1 victory at Villa Park. Yeah. Um, it was a boxing day. There was snow on the ground. I was there for it. We uh -huh. drove up for the game. We drove up thinking this is going to get called off at any minute. The game went ahead. He scored the first goal which was a lovely goal, which again was a cutback, which forced him on the Square penalty spot. Square ball across the box. From Alan Hutton. Yeah. Um, and it's played into him on the penalty spot, and he just, again just side foot us in the corner. Lovely goal. We were cruising at 1-0 in that mm -hmm. game. Absolutely cruising. Defoe got a red card for yeah. an, an alleged elbow on, I think it was James Collins, mm -hmm. and you, which was just nonsense. Strange. Um, and then we just played counter-attack football for the whole game. And the, the, the second goal to put us 2-0 up, and his second on the day, was Bale picking the ball up on the right. You've got the notes. It's my second one. You've got the notes. It's amazing. He picks the ball up on basically in the right back position, Gareth Bale, runs 60 yards, squares it to Aaron Lennon, who's now just inside the penalty area on the left-hand side, lays it off for Van der Vaart, who had been trying to keep up with Bale yeah. whilst he was counter-attacking. <laughs> and again, inside of the left foot in the bottom corner, after about 65 minutes, we went crazy in the But this one curls away. It, yeah. If it was from the other side, it, it would be curling yeah. from, from going wide of the post to going in. But this one is curling away from Friedel, it would have been in Brad goal. Friedel. And his fingertips, and like just that's the only the place. The yeah. The only place he could have scored, and he put it perfectly in there. I'm um, really pleased you picked that, because it's, again, it's not Inter Milan, it's not Twente, yeah. but it's not Woolwich, and it's not as a critic, but it's a great remembered goal yeah. like you say you were there for it it means even yeah, more yeah it was man. and we hung on in that game 2-1 as well with yeah. 10 men so that was fantastic I mean the other question I was going to ask you is were you a fan of him but I mean how could you not be exactly he you, was you have to oh, uh, just a truly a truly magical player and if you if you had to describe him in three words how, how would you do that <laughs> sexy football bastard <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I just I, I he was a throwback for me to, to Tottenham skillful players of a bygone era. Yeah. Um, and yeah, maybe you could go back even further than I was watching than players that my dad spoke mm. about. Um, icons like Alfie Conn, who didn't have a great record at Tottenham, wasn't there for mm. particularly long, but is remembered for iconic things like he yeah. sat on the ball in a game against Leeds. I mean, Leeds are going to leather you yeah. left, right and centre, but he found time in the game to, to do a trick and then and just sat down on the Amazing. ball. Um, we were... I don't know, we, we were fancy dams and top shaggers. That's what mm. people thought of Tottenham. We were London. Everyone yeah. didn't like Londoners because we were cocky, mm. and, or they were cocky, and they were. But we had a swagger about us, yeah. and, and Van der Vaart was a throwback yeah. to that. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And the three words I've got written down is traditional Tottenham player. Yeah. Playing with style. More articulate That's than what, yeah, football yeah. bastard, sorry. Um, but I completely agree with you. He's everything that our history is, which is maybe not the most consistent, maybe not the most reliable but you know amazing to, do. amazing to watch absolutely amazing to watch and he used to be worth the paying for the the price for the ticket alone yeah. just to go and watch him for the 60 minutes that he just about <laughs> yeah, got yeah, through yeah. Um, he used to be absolutely fantastic and he, he is one of my favourite players that I've seen and 
that he just had something about him, didn't he? Just yeah. from day one, you saw him and you thought, oh, hello, this guy looks a bit good. I remember actually watching his debut, which was a 1-1 away draw with West Brom. Mm-hmm. Um, we were terrible Spurs, but the glimpses of play that we actually put through him, yeah. we thought we've, we've got a decent-looking player here. Um, would he get in our current side? That player then, no, he wouldn't. Because we're, we're more disciplined, we're more uh, drilled as a team, there's more of a team ethic... Mm. Um, we're a counter-attacking team a lot of the time, so pace is important. Um, he didn't have that. He, it was no. not his no. not his thing. I wouldn't have been surprised if I'd have learned he was a smoker. I don't think yeah. he was, but that would never have surprised yeah. me if he'd have been yeah. um, that type of type of player. But then I do think if he'd have come through ten years later, then yes, he would have been mm. a fine addition to this side. Mm. Um, but I just, if you're asking me to evaluate the player he was then into t- today's side now, I don't think he would have been a, a starter. Um, but yeah. hey, we've you know we've got players coming off the bench, quite Lamella-like in that he's yeah. you know wouldn't always say he's going to deliver week in week out. But hey, he can do some fancy stuff and for the team. Yeah, I've got sent in a really interesting question actually, which is around this from um, Blubby on Reddit. Great mm-hmm. name. Um, Basically, what would Van der Vaart, Van der Vaart have been like under Poch? Could he have turned him into a very fit player? And then goes on to say, if you could choose one of Ericsson or Van der Vaart, who would you choose? So, the Van der Vaart under Redknapp or the Ericsson under Poch? Regardless of the playing styles of the sides, if you could just pick one of those players, who would you? I would pick Van der Vaart because oh. he gives us more moments. Mm. He gives us more goal. I mean, I, I haven't got Ericsson's goal record mm. to date. Um, I wouldn't imagine it's... It might be 22, something like that. It's not yeah. far off. Um, but, no, I, th- I think there's there's more Tottenham in Van der Vaart than there is Ericsson. Yeah. And, but then I think in this in this Poch team, there isn't quite the opportunity to express himself. Mm. Uh, I wonder if we had a different forward and it wasn't just a... And it's not get it long to Kane. We don't do that at all. But if it isn't just a get it to Kane and mm. Kane will score, but that's how we're set up and what we're set up yeah. for... Yeah, I think that's a really interesting question. I mean, Van der Vaart, as I've said, one of my favourite players. So I mean, I, I would I would have him over Ericsson, I yep. think, um, just because of the goals that he brought. And, and like you say, the, the moments of magic. The, when you go and watch football, you often think back to games, and you don't necessarily remember the hard workers, although you should. You remember yeah. the players that make you go, "Wow!" And Van der Vaart was one of those players. You know, you'd, you'd go home and you'd say. That he did this unbelievable bit of play where he did this, this, and this. Um, Ericsson's got far more goals. Has he? Yeah, in far more appearances, I will have. Yeah. Double the appearances. How many goals? Oh, yeah, no, in fact, so the ratio, actually, yeah. Van der Vaart is ahead. Is he? Oh, yeah, it's um, 57 in 232. So actually, he's played a. That's about one in five. Two thirds the game, but only sort of just over double the goals. Mm. Yeah, um, but great question that though. Um, Very good, Bobby. And and similar similar types of players and a creative lot want to get on the ball, um, both through Ajax as well. So there you go. Mm. Do you reckon Van der Vaart is our best player in the Premier League in terms of performances against Arsenal? For performances, do you mean goals? Because I know that's you a hard can interpret stat. that to how, however you want. Because he scored. F- Four goals in three of his games against Tottenham. He scored a brace in one yeah. and, and two in two other games. But Kane scored seven goals across six matches. Mm. He's played in others that he didn't score in on one, I think. But And even Bale's got five goals. Is he um, really? Against, against them. So, so there's a few I, challenges. Yeah. 
but then they were important. I mean, the game we came back at the Emirates and won. Um, he got the second, didn't he? Because it was his free Bale's free kick or his free kick? His free kick. His free kick. Fabregas header. Fabregas in the wall, isn't he? Puts his oh arm yeah, up sorry, I was doing the, the yeah. Kabul header. Yeah, so was that his free that kick? That was anyway? his free kick as well. Brilliant. Yeah. So he's yeah, made he, he's got an assist for his own penalty. He he set the bail one up as well, didn't he? Because yeah. it's a long ball which Jermaine Defoe wins in the yes. air. Yes. Well, and if you get in front, the big yeah. man can score. One of my five was a diving header for Van der Vaart against Stoke. So he gets across. Oh yeah. Last one minute. of the big lumps. Yeah. Um, possibly sure across. I'm not entirely sure. One of the sure one of eleven big lumps yeah. at Stoke. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean that was just a different type of yeah. goal from him, and it just. So we think Kane potentially better. I would in say in the League. Premier League era, I would go Kane, Bale, and then Van der Vaart. Mm. But yeah, I mean he was important. Um, it's about attitude as well. When he yeah. scored that goal um, in the Park Lane, so he's down by their and fans giving and he's it, giving he? it yeah. this shush. Now, Chadley got cautioned at the Emirates for cupping his yeah. ear. You know, I, there's no consistency there. It's probably Man. a different referee. Another layer uh, I'm going to throw in there uh-huh. for a good Premier League performances against Arsenal, and he weren't a great player, Jermaine Genus. Yes. He was always outstanding. Yeah. You'd have think you'd have had him straight in for the drugs test after those games because he must but have been on someone something. who could lift himself for those very big matches. Um, but definitely, but he yeah. was fantastic. And I always used to think as well, although we didn't have a great record against them, Ledley used to bring so much to that game because yeah. he'd often not, not play for three months. The Arsenal game come round and we'd wheel him out and he'd be outstanding. Two names you're probably not going to expect me to say. Pletikosa uh, and Stephen Corker, who of course made his debut. Yeah, maybe not so those in North London. That was in the 4-1 home loss, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, in the League Cup. And they got was that extra time though? 1-1 at extra time. We were murdered in that. Robbie Keane scored an equaliser for us in the second half. We were yeah. murdered and they got two penalties in two minutes yeah. in extra time. And 4-1, honestly, 4-1 flattered us. But it was one game. of those where I think there might even have been like a mutual agreement between the managers to, to play sort of half yeah. second string, half yeah. kids. Um, but but they came out the better. They, their kids were better than ours. And now, one thing on Platicosa. So he, for anyone that has no idea who he was, he is a Croatian goalkeeper. International. That we signed. No one or most people had never heard of him. I think that was the only game he played. He definitely was the only game he ever played. I'm adamant, I'm absolutely adamant of this, that I was at a, an away game and he was named on the bench as an additional goalkeeper. But I cannot find a record for oh, it okay. anywhere. And I'm almost Was it under Redknapp? Because Redknapp had a habit yes. of doing this, picking two goalkeepers to, to put a message out to the chairman I'm, I'm almost certain it was in our 2-1 away win at Stoke when right. Idega Johnson scored yeah, and Cranch yeah. scored there's no record of it online anywhere oh, okay. so I'm either completely losing it because you often only list the subs that came on rather than the seven and he's were. just not listed but in the warm okay. up I, I, I vividly remember this and I'm, I'm 99% certain that this was at Stoke he was warming up with the outfield players and we were all thinking who's this chap but in goalkeeper kit not in goalkeeper kit in, in outfield in kit. kit but you can name two keepers you yeah. don't have to use him he was in outfield kit I'm not, I'm, not, bit I'm not making this up and we were stood there for 20 minutes trying to figure out yeah, yeah. who is this and then they put the subs up and we're thinking that's Pletikosa yeah, yeah. as an outfield player I mean he was a big lump so yeah, you yeah. were thinking might have been well, I met him because we had four Croatians at the time. Yeah. And it, it, it's, it seemed to be like a signing you'd have to keep the star happy. Yeah. It's like sign when, mate. Yeah, yeah, you know, sign so-and-so's brother or bring them over as yeah. a, a... It's like the season. hazards, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah. Thorgren and Hazard. But, um, yeah, so there was Cranchar, Modric, Choluka and Pletikosa. And one of the games I refereed at uh, Whitehall Lane, when the players had to come and do corporate yeah. stuff, 
um, I think Choluka and Modric have been drawn out of the hat, but all four of them came together en masse. But they just shook hands, gave out the awards. Was Platicosa also in the outfield players here that day? <laughs> Sadly, just in club tracks. If anybody can find anything anywhere about Platicosa being. I'll, I'll, a, I'll have a, a look. Star. I've got a couple of resources I can go to. I'm almost certain. Um, let's do a review then of all the goals he scored for Spurs because like we said there's 28 in total so I've actually got the video here which we're going to send around Um, but I mean they're they're all fantastic goals so I'm just going to pull up the list of what we've got here so his first one is a home you could have emailed me that I've written these out handwritten these out with descriptions of the goals we're in the dad technology (laughs) come on Um, so the first goal is Wolves yes so it's a penalty yeah I believe that's actually his first home game for us Uh Um, and we were 1-0 down in that game it was a Mick McCarthy masterclass where they just nicked a goal Kevin Doyle men behind the Stephen Fletcher oh yeah yeah. those days Um, lovely penalty comes up just slots it to the left um Hanneman no chance in goals. That was his first one. Uh, his second goal. Do you want to talk us through his that one? FC twenty in the Champions League. It is indeed. Um, and he, yeah, it's a left foot swivel volley, which is he scores lots yeah. of those for, for me. Um, I've got a breakdown of of his goals. I've got five penalties, three headers, five volleys or half volleys. Amazing. Seven standard shots, but then eight of those placed or swept yeah. in short shots. Yeah. Um, his third goal is at home to Aston Villa. Um, and this is a long ball into the box. Kraut wins a header at the back You're post. You're going to see a few of these. Yeah. It felt like more. I honestly thought There's only about all of his goals. There yeah. are five where, where there were nod downs from Crouchy. Yeah. Um, um, but, and his next goal was exactly the same in the same game. Yeah. Crouch knocked down. He dummies Richard Dunn. He's really good at punishing the same side twice in a season. I yeah. think about four times he does that. So he scores home. In fact, he scored a brace against Villa in both games that yeah. season. And he got, a, he got three goals for against Blackburn in that season yeah. as well. The next one's against Everton, which is a long ball. Crouch wins. Now, it. this is a smashing volley from a about probably 30 millimetres yeah. out I and mean, he really just crashes it in But yeah, and then this is one of my favourite five this is the goal against Inter Milan so it gets knocked into the box and he hits it left foot he sweeps it past um, that would have been Julio Cesar the yeah, goalkeeper Cesar, at the time yeah. it's a lovely um, reverse ball from Modric as well but that was the first goal of the game wasn't it that, that got us up and running yeah. um, and that was just an epic night magnificent night his next one's against Sunderland which is long ball, a long into, the ball into the box Crouch knocks Not it down but he ends up with his back to goal and he's in the goal area um, but he swivels and turns and puts it in the corner with the man on the line uh, the next one's the famous penalty against Arsenal so this is we've been 2-0 down we've come back to 2-1 we get a penalty can he level us? He comes up again. Absolutely great pen. Just outside the keeper's reach if he had gone the right way. But he hits the side of the goal net. So you're not reaching no that. No chance. And he gives it as well in the celebration. Which yes. I like. And then we come on to the game I was describing earlier, the Villa game. So the first one is a cutback penalty spot. Side foots it in the corner. That's beautiful it. goal. This is the great goal. Uh, and the, the counter attack one. I mean, I do have a watch of this and I'll send this link round. Um, that second we should have said start beautiful. your video now and then we would have uh, got the timing yeah right, there you go um, we're going to have another nod down from Crouch here aren't we this, this is, is Goodison yeah and that's a powerful header past probably Tim Howard yeah five or six yards out we've got another pen now another penalty Bolton yeah and again he, he tends to put a lot of his penalties that side yeah left footers do I, I find as a, as a referee as someone who's watched a lot of football a left footer always tends to open their body out and go to the keeper's right yeah. rather than to the keeper's left because they're, they're, it's easier to drag the ball wide. Yeah. Uh, next up is Arsenal at home. So this game was actually 3-3. We'd gone 1-0 down after about three or four minutes. Yep. Theo Walcott had scored. Um, 
and this goal, Corluca picks the ball up just inside the Arsenal half on the right-hand side, plays a ball, not a high ball, but a ball in behind, yeah. sort of the left centre-back and the left-back, and Van der Vaart gets a yard, he chests it, yeah. and it smashes it into the bottom corner. It, uh, how he even scores from there is truly remarkable. Alfie Mooney goal. Alfie Mooney goal, and then he gives it to the Arsenal yeah. fans, which is fantastic. Um, and he gets a penalty in the same game yeah. in the second half. But he does go to the other side, that one. Yeah. But nowhere near as near to the post. Mm. So if the keeper has goes well, this is another of my top five favourites. This is the goal at Anfield. I've watched yeah. this a dozen times. It looks like he gets a nick and gets a deflection. Yeah. But it, it's a loopy volley into the far top corner um, past Pepe Reina. Um, but it's a forgotten goal. I yeah. do not remember it before watching these. I only remember that game. So we won that game 2-0. And uh-huh. I think Luka Modric scored a yeah, second half penalty. Right, yeah. Um, but what, why I remember that game is Ledley hadn't played for six or seven months. It yeah. was one of his longest periods out. And he, he told a story about this actually on Goals on Sunday years ago that he felt good, he felt fit, he trained a couple of times and he was just, this is Ledley, he was just happy to you know be back in the mix with the lads. We had a few injuries at centre-half mm. and Harry said to him the day before the game, how do you feel, do you want to play? And he says to Redknapp, come on, I've been out for half a year I'll be devastated if I broke down. Mm. Like, I, I'm not sure. And Harry said to me, well, we, we could really do with you in this game. So Ledley said, all right, I'll travel up and we'll see how I feel on the morning, which was how he assessed most of his yeah, yeah. games, isn't it? Got up on the morning, did a little, little run, went and had a look at the pitch and sort of said to Harry, OK, I'll give it a go. And we went up there and won 2-0. Yeah. And it, it, it's phenomenal. It was like phenomenal. getting a Rolls-Royce out of the garage and for Sunday best, wasn't it? Oh, it was just thing. absolutely ridiculous. And that, I, I think that was one of our first wins at Anfield again for a, yeah. a while. We'd have gone a period without Very winning probably. there. And the next goal is a Europa League goal yes. against Hearts. This is a forgotten goal for me. Yeah. And I, I was having a look earlier. Jake Livermore scored in this game. This would have been on Channel 5. That's why, Jack. This is... Um, it's a scrappy goal. I mean, it balls ricocheting on the edge of the box. It falls to him inside the area, and then it's just a call as you like. It's personified, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's a, against a pub team, but yeah. it's you know. I remember actually in the run up to that Hearts game, having Talksport on, and a supporter, a Hearts fan, giving it. Yeah, yeah. Saying out, Spurs won't know what's hitting when they get here. Scottish football, you know, we could compete. <laughs> five terrifying yeah. five nil, and it was the home game. If you remember it, the because it's a two-legged game. I, I, I do, because I didn't go. You do remember I gave this. my ticket up to a friend, because the Everton League game had been postponed, and I was going to be on holiday for that, so I gave my season ticket to a friend. That was then postponed, I came back, get to see the first league game. So I felt guilty and gave yeah. him the tickets to the Hearts match, <laughs> which was subsequently the first home game that season. And one of the and worst it was a games shocking what ever seen. Nil-nil, and Harry came missed a penalty. Yes. The young number 37 yeah. won't make much of him we, we and think. everyone came out after the game so it takes a lot you know, for him to step up and take it and I was sitting there thinking no it doesn't yeah. I would have taken it and probably missed just for all the kit geeks out there so the previous season up until the Liverpool game that was the shirt the white shirt with the blue navy across the shoulder yeah. so what we wore in the Champions yeah. League and this season we'd gone to a Puma kit which was completely plain it had a white collar but it was no other colour no trim just the badge yeah. the Puma and the, the sponsor um, his next goal is against Wigan. So Adebayor yes. has the ball. Well, it's a history of assists from tall, lanky yeah. players. Although most of Adebayor's ones were from, you know, from the foot, yeah. rather than you know nod downs. But, but this is another nice goal. So Adebayor's got the ball just inside the left side of the Wigan penalty area. Plays it in towards the penalty spot, and, and he's and running he's... onto it, and bang! Yeah, again, out of the keeper's foot. reach, yeah. just back past him. 
Uh, and then next up, we have Arsenal again. So this is a, a ball where he, he makes a run between the right back and the right centre half. It's a ball over the top, takes it on the chest. He takes it on his chest volley, and his and shoulder his and not yeah. in any way his arm, which Arsenal bitched about. And he runs off waving his shirt and getting all... And giving it again. Unnecessary. Fantastic. That was the game we beat him 2-1, Carl Walker in the yes, second half, free- was it? Oh, the um, shot, was it not? Yeah, the yeah, shot, yeah. yeah, straight through Chesney. The free kick was um, against Man United. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the next one's another penalty. So this is uh, against St. James's, St. James's. In the lilac. And He's dragged uh, that one into the corner this that's time. That's a nice kick. Yeah, I love that one. I yeah. like that one. This is the goal you're talking yes. about, the Blackburn Oh. <laughs> That is that is amazing. Incredible goal. And he scores his second in this game yeah. as well. Tell us about Another that very one. good goal. It's laid just back to the outside of the box and he's just he's just hit it left footed with bend but with some power and it's going a race going wide of the post, wide of the post, and it just curls in just inside the post but beyond the outstretched arm. We're in the black kit there with the yellow. Yeah, that, that was a real bolt. Puma template, so it's got a yellow stripe yeah. across the top and a White one across the, the uh, top of the shoulder. This next one's a goal against QPR. Yeah, obscure so, orange kit for QPR. Yeah, I don't remember it, this he, one. He makes a bit of a late run. So there's a, uh, I don't know if it's a shot or a pass from about 25 yards. They're trying just, to step out, aren't they? Yeah, and it falls to him. So it, he's got the ball just inside the penalty area. There's no defenders around him. And he just does the keeper with his eyes. Sends the keeper the it's wrong Paddy way. Paddy Penny. I think I could do him with, his, with my eyes. But, no, it's quality. Because you think he's going to, like say, yeah. open up. And in fact, he, he, he drags it into the other side. It just does it. And the next one's a bit of a scrappy goal. So this is a way at Swansea. Yeah, this, this is a deflection. Could easily have been given as an own goal for the, the modern interpretation. Yeah. He hits a, a half volley, but it hits a Swansea player square in the chest and it just changes it the direction of it. Corner. But it was on target anyway, so it goes in. Yeah. This is an FA Cup tie against Watford. I was there for this. Oh, OK. Um, this, was, this was a dire performance. This is this game. midweek or is it just late on in the game? Uh, and it's I pitch black. It, I think it was like a 5.30 oh, okay, on a Saturday. Yeah, so that's fine. Um, what Watford were a championship side yeah. at the time as well, actually, and we went there and we beat them 1-0 and he gets it 25 yards This is out. his furthest out goal for us, isn't it? Is it really? Yeah. Um, he doesn't hit it particularly well, the keeper should it, save it. Looks it looks like it bobbles. It doesn't. He does hit it quite well, but it's just the distance is gone. It's just dipped yeah. and bounced. It goes through some bodies as well, so that was that This one. is the diving header against Stoke. Stoke. And I just, yeah. he gets a, across the guy and that's a great goal. Swansea again in the same same but season. That, that's a stunning Clipped. goal. That's outside the box, left foot, and he just clips, bends it round. Every goal has got an element of artistry to yeah. it. And next up's Blackburn. So this is a real, real scrappy goal. Where it's so just... much so that the TV uh, angle we've got of this is actually what you would use as goal line technology. Yeah. Um, just to complete, show you it was on the goal carnage. line. The ball's just bounced around about a yard out. In off he... the underside of the bar, off yeah. the defender's head, and, and then he back smashes, down to him. Smashes it in. And the next one's against Bolton. This which... is his final goal. And again, this this for me is a Van der Vaart goal. Yeah. A cutback. He's yeah. running onto it, and he just side foots it in the bottom corner. Beautiful, beautiful goal. Modric. That's quite similar to the Villa element, in yeah. that it curls away, and it's... Modric in that game scored an absolute screamer. Yes, from... From Absolute a corner down on the other, at the other end of the pitch. Yeah. So that's 22 left-footers, three with a right foot and three headers. Amazing. I mean, Absolutely that's a fair, de- fair description because he was very, very left-footed. But, yeah. I mean, it was that good. It was a wand of a left foot. And uh, what I love about him was just all the different types of goals he scored. Yeah. And whilst there's the signature van der Vaart, there's all different goals in there. Um, Fantastic play, absolutely fantastic play. A couple more um, listener questions that have come in today. So Jambo nine 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 on Reddit has said, "Which fan? Which Jambo? <laughs> which other Spurs player gained a legend status as quickly as Van der Vaart?" 
which is a great question because yeah. it did. Fans took to him straight away, you know. And I, I, I often think for new players, especially attacking players, if you score in the derby, yep, that straight away big. that gives you a little bit of okay, fair enough. There's got to be some context to it because I mean, Adebayor scored two against uh, Woolwich at Woolwich, but both in five two losses, so they're not really going to be held in any great. Yeah. So he got sent off in one of them, didn't yeah, he? Straight madness. after. Madness. Um, um, can you think of anyone? I can't really think of anyone who's had quite that because it, it, it'll work for him because he had that, that sort of element the surprise signing deadline day and just the bringing something that we've not had for such a long time yeah. I can't think of anyone I, really. I can't think of anyone honestly that from minute one it's everyone was popular. like wow we, we just love what about when we signed Gaza what was what was it like there was that an instant I don't think oh they my were, gosh that, I think that was such a surprise though because he was the great hope of English football mm. Cotty had gone for the same amount at the same time, but very different player. You mm. know, you're paying for a goal scorer, and I just I don't think there was that hubbub about football. There wasn't social media like there yeah. is now, and there wasn't as much television. There were certainly only a, a few twelve or thirteen live games a season back then. So yeah, I don't think it's comparable. Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, and the last question, which is from Coys nineteen eighty nine on Reddit, and uh, we know the answer to this one already. But if Rafa was the same age as when we bought him in, would you take him in our squad right now? Of course, absolutely, definitely. Um, he's a fine player in the true Tottenham traditions, yeah. and he would, you know, you'd welcome seeing him at any time, even if it were only off the bench. If he yeah. were that, you know, not quite fit in the potch mould. I think as well, he, he, he brought a bit of a leadership and experience. Because he'd yeah. been at Madrid and, you know, he'd played a lot of games. They wasn't yeah. that old when we got him. He'd played a lot of matches and a lot of Champions League games, cup finals. Yeah. So he knew how to win. Um, two in Toto Cup winners medals. Yeah, you in his, you in don't, his don't get to the last 16 of the UEFA Cup yeah. without having a winner's <laughs> mentality, do you? <laughs> um, Brilliant player, so yeah, a, a fitting tribute, I think, to a man. And that, very you know, enjoyable. It's been go and watch that video. Yeah. It's just bloody brilliant. Fantastic. So um, that's Rafa. We've got a game to review. Did we? Which is uh, Crystal Palace nil Spurs one. Five times on the trot. I mean, this consistency half, for you. All second half exactly. goals as well. Um, I couldn't remember for the last because when I saw that on Twitter, we've won five games in a row. I couldn't remember the one where Wanyama scored. That was the home game. That was his debut, wasn't it? And it, I, I had to look it up, and it was right at the start of the yeah, season, yeah. wasn't it? And it was a pretty scrappy game. Yes, yeah, yeah. As was this one, to be honest. And you know, all five of those games have been pretty. Yeah. There's not much in it, um, mainly because Palace show absolutely no ambition of even leaving their half. Which, <laughs> watching that, I get for teams that are low down, especially in the bigger games, a point's a brilliant result. Yeah. But yeah. playing like that. It just it, it amazes me. I watch teams that are mid-table sides that get stuff from that from these type of games, and it, they actually show some kind of ambition in terms of I'm going to try and score a goal. The trouble is they've they've got Zahar as their only significant attacking outlet. They've got Andros Townsend as well, and he works as a good counterbalance He's to Zaha. He's playing up front, isn't but, he? Yeah, I mean they they they're just they're naive and. Without without Zahar, they have a terrible record. They have with Wilf and they have without Wilf. Have one of those mentality without exactly. Him. So yeah, they're very very different. They haven't even got the option at the moment of sticking Benteke up front, yeah. having a big lump who can who can knock them down and knock them in because he's not scoring, but he's also not fit at the moment. Yeah. They brought on their enormous lump from Norway, Soloff. He's um, a unit. Yeah, exactly. He's a unit. Um, and you know he, he swung his trust, trusty left peg at one, but he, he just hit it straight at Hugo. Yeah. And he, if Hugo wanted to, he wouldn't have been able to get out of the way of that yeah. one. Um, so either side of him, and, and that would have lashed yeah. into the net. But 
again, you know, we're not playing well. We've got almost everyone's out injured. We're really struggling, and we're just grinding out results yeah. time and time again. A number and number of different years, we'd be top at the moment. Yeah, it's certainly in the top two in the Premier League era, and it's just one of those phenomenal yeah. seasons where the top six are absolutely almost without fail, beating the the you know the yeah. bottom fourteen. Yeah, and almost all the points have been taken there's mm. very few have been dropped we've dropped three of them against Watford and that's it yeah I want to talk about um, Foyth as well yeah the young centre half so he had that difficult difficult game against Wolves where overall he had he played quite well but yeah. it would just be masked with two massive mistakes um, he, he start, I was worried for him after about 15 minutes I was watching that thinking I'm nervous because mm. there were a couple of moments where he gave the ball away he played the ball out for a corner at one point when he had a simple pass to Loris and I was thinking he looks nervous he's got something about him that just sort of said I don't care yeah. I might have had a dodge 15 minutes yeah. that don't matter and his distribution from the back was unbelievable yeah. the way he plays a quick 10 yard pass into midfield between the lines yeah. it's a midfielder's dream and then you saw other parts because if of you want to hit that, you give players the opportunity yeah. to get in and nick that ball and nick that. So playing it with a firmness because we've got some talented players who are willing to take the ball at any pace, any time, anywhere on the field, and that helps. The thing, the thing is, and you're a sensible bloke. We have this uh, WhatsApp chat group amongst the podcasters where predominantly we're quite intelligent people. Mm. I, I perceive um, the hyperbole over Foyth. He was not as bad as he was portrayed after the Wolves game no. and he's not as good as yeah. he's been portrayed after the Crystal Palace game and in fact Pochettino and the squad they live in a different bubble to the rest of the world in social media land and nobody would have criticised him as much as he got knocked after Wolves yeah. and nobody would have bigged him up as much because that's not how yeah. modern football works that's yeah. not how proper people you know in football deal with, with mm-hmm. clubs the likes of Red Knapp might have been very different you might have lifted a guy and lifted a guy and lifted yeah. a guy but then we just someone's going to knock him down. Him, Ryan Nelson would have started. True, yeah. um, but he, t- he took the goal well. I mean, it was a it was a tap in essentially. Yeah. The defending from Palace yeah. on that goal was <laughs> just three of them just sort of stand there, don't yeah. they, and let him attack the After ball. After you, but, Claude. Um, remarkable. I mean, if I'd have said to you last season that we're going to be where we are in the league and Foyth and Sissoko will yeah. be starting, I want to talk about Sissoko as well because he had another good game he did another he really good did. and I'm not going to get carried away and say that sorry Sissoko I'm not going to get carried away and say that the guy is the best midfielder that we've ever do you know what I mean he, he's, he's putting in performances this season that the type of performances I expected when we got him yeah not match winning but just doing the basics well but also now we have this level of expectation and the bar is very low so when he yeah. has even a middling and you know better than middling performances we're appreciating them yeah. and that's that's good you know the thing is he's I always thought of him as a player who was would shine more in a game against a quality opposition where we have the ball less yeah he he's a bit cumbersome he doesn't always look like he's got the ball under control even when he has so in games where we're only getting 30% of possession he's actually a very useful player and a very in this game that wasn't the case at all we had a lot of the ball, mm. we had, but we had to match up with the physicality, and he yeah. did that admirably. But he did his other stuff, yeah. you know, just as I well. I think as well that he, he's a, he's an asset for Kieran Trippier, which yeah. might sound strange, but the formation that we've sort of changed is a bit more for four three three the yeah. last three or four games, and he plays on the right of that midfield three. When Trippier bombs on, Sissoko just slots in. He yeah. basically, he's, he's essentially the right back when we've got the ball. Yeah. 
which is great for Trippier because you know he can just bomb on, get crosses in, be dangerous. Um, he just does a lot of donkey work like yeah, that, really. But it but... gives Trippier the freedom to know he can hang on that, hang on the edge of a position where he, he could get caught out positionally. But Sissoko's there. <laughs> the socks uh, there yeah. to cover for him. Um, but look, it wasn't pretty. It hasn't been for most of this season. But you know, we're right in. We're right in the mix with potentially being up there challenging for the league, which sounds yeah. crazy. If you look at how far we're, ahead... we're not, though, are we? We're up there and we're challenging for fourth for the top four places. We, you know, Jack, we're not going to win the league. I don't think we're going to win the league, no. But you never know. And Alex Ferguson always used to say, "Get to January. If you're within ten points, you're in the title race." So I you think don't that's know. not you... the case anymore. Ten, ten points certainly, five at the most. If you're looking at catching City, I mean City are ahead of where they've been previously. Yeah. Already. Fr- and the football they're playing is frightening. But four just... teams, four teams since the Football League and Premier League started. They're going back to the 1860s mm. or whatever it was. Four teams have had a goal difference of 30 plus at this stage of the season. One of them was Preston's Invincibles team. Mm. I think they had the highest with 34. Mm. The other three are all Man City, all in the last six or seven seasons. It's terrifying. This isn't it? season, last season, and one of about it's terrifying. five, six years. Now, ago. I'm not saying that we're gonna we're gonna challenge City or win the title, but because I still think fourth is our is our top ceiling this season. I honestly do. We're I not as good as uh, Man City. We're not as good as Chelsea, and at the moment, unless their bubble bursts, we aren't as consistently good mm. as Liverpool. I, I, I can't sli- say we're not as good as I, 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 I slightly disagree in terms of at the start of the season if you'd have said fourth I probably would have taken it yeah, I yeah. probably would have done but I look at it now and think City yeah they look great Liverpool they've been like us really they've got the job done so far this season but I don't think that they're that great aside I think they're I a agree. strong team their midfield is not what we thought they'd bought mm. Naby Keita is not the world beater we no, thought he was going to be and neither Fabinho, Fabinho for 40 million He's not very. Yeah. He's not got the Premier League yet, yeah. so they're playing a lot more games with Henderson, Wijnaldum, Milner, or a combination yeah. of a couple of those yeah. than I anticipate they ever would, because that's where they were weaker in the Champions mm. League, because their midfield was weak, their bench was weak. If those guys become their bench midfielders, also Chamberlain yeah. comes back, it's quite different. Yeah. But actually, even Firmino has not been that consistent this season. He's got two league Salah goals. hasn't scored Firmino, yeah. as often. He scored mm. a few, but he hasn't scored as often or as many. So actually, Mane's carried them a bit yeah, he's at the been strong up top. I just think I think us, Liverpool, and Chelsea are all there or thereabouts. I think any one of us could come second, third, or fourth out of the three of us. And then I think outside of that is probably Arsenal next. I mean, United are just yeah, I mean, they've sh- got a negative goal difference. Yep. They're twelve points behind City. This is their worst start. Since 1990 91, and it's their first time they've had a negative goal difference since uh, the 70s. It's just uh, it's incredible, and I, I I can't really see. I don't I don't look at United as a threat this season no. for top four. So I think basically it's a fact of finish above Arsenal, which I, I'm confident we we will do. You get Champions League. Yeah, they're not there again. yet. They really struggled yeah. against Wolves, and, and were lucky to to get a point at yeah. the weekend. Um. There's no game this week either because it's an international break, but we have got a uh, We Are Tottenham Hotspur quiz. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah, this I could do no mental preparation for this because I don't know who you're preparing well, or Simon's so prepared for. Quizmaster Simon uh, has written in with this. and So this is a bit of an international special. Oh. 
So this is tough. I looked at this Excellent. and thought this is a tough one. So the England World Cup squad in 2006 okay. was made up of four current Spurs players at the time, one former Spurs player and one future Spurs player. Can you name them? Paul Robinson. Correct. If you just list these off. No, no. Aaron Lennon. Correct. So that's two current. The current they were at the they time. Were current at the oh, time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. Um, you need Peter Crouch. Peter Crouch is the future okay. player on there. Excellent. So you need a defender and two midfielders. Ledley? Did Ledley go? Not Ledley. Oh, okay. Dorse. Oh no, he went in 2010 as a replacement, didn't he? Sorry. The, yeah, okay. defen- the defender, to give you a bit of a clue, is a former Spurs okay. player at the time. Um, and the other midfielder was a current Spurs player at the time. Um, trying to think out loud yeah. and not give dead, dead air. Um, a former defender, so he would have gone on to. Who was a bigger club than us then? <laughs> he wasn't. He's not the most liked, shall we say, the I'm defender. Anymore. <laughs> Instantly thinking of French uh, Tottenham players. Dallas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Can you give me another clue? Um, there was. There were effectively riots when he came back to Wild Lane to play his first oh, game. Oh yes, Solzier Campbell, Judas himself. Okay. So that's the former. Yeah, okay. The former Promise. player, and then it's one more current. One more time. Two. What midfield? You've got Aaron Lennon, haven't yeah. you? Yeah. Oh, she said you've got the one I hadn't got. So it's two more actually. Sorry, it's two Carrick? more. Carrick. Michael Carrick is okay. one. Yeah, correct. Bri- brilliant player. Absolutely brilliant player, Michael Carrick. Jermaine Jenis. Main genius, there well, you go. Right, Excellent, yeah. very good. So that was there were four current players at the time, which were Paul Robinson, Jermaine Genus, Michael Carrick, and Aaron Lennon. There was one former player which was Judas, and then the future player was Peter Crouch. So Excellent. I like that great. Very good, Simon. Simon. Thank you. Challenging my uh, grey matter. There you go. Um there's gonna be a special podcast released, um, yes. which you're gonna be recording later on in this week actually. Do you wanna tell us a bit about it? Yes, I'm gonna be interviewing uh, Simon Shakeshaft, who's the author of the Spurs Shirt book, which is the book I worked on um, for roughly a year or so, about a year ago, um, but took some time to get through final production due to some outside issues. Um, but that's coming out in a matter of weeks. Amazing. It will be out Amazing. definitely in time for Christmas. Um, it's going to be exclusively sold through the Spurs shop and their online um, facility. So that's the only place you'll be able to get it um, initially. Um, but I'll be interviewing Simon um, and a, a sort of special podcast about the book and about Tottenham kits. Amazing. Um, Amazing. It was an absolute privilege to be part of it. Um, how were you asked to be part of that? How did it, how literally, did it come there's a couple of websites for, for kit fans or geeks, if you were, um, and general sort of Twitter conversation. Mm. Um, and I commented regularly about things, one-off games that have been certain kits have been worn or anomalies where you had yeah. to borrow away kits and bits of the opposition stuff. Um, and, and Simon is a former physiotherapist and former kit man of the likes of Hereford and mm. Shrewsbury and Exeter, mm. uh, clubs like that. Um, but he has an extensive kit collection of his own. He's the foremost kit collector of Wales kits. Amazing. Um, but he is very much the go-to man for anything players would come to him um, with their collection of kit shirts and ask him to help them. Um, 
prior to them maybe going on auction mm. and for sale. He's uh, the curator of the National Football Shirt Museum, which is an online facility by by one of the um, main providers of shirts for mm. this book. And the book is essentially a catalogue. No, it's not a catalogue, but it, it catalogues the Spurs shirt through the years um, by showing photographs of actual match-worn shirts. Yeah. So these aren't replicas out of the club shop. These have all got some history to them. There's yeah. a, Blood, an exclamation. Very yeah. much there is... Some of them are muddied, some of them are quite smelly, yeah. um, and all of them in their own way are astonishingly beautiful and I was yeah. lucky enough to be there for a few of the photo shoots um, and to hold these things and to hold these shirts that were worn in the, the cup final in the double year mm. or European Cup Winners Cup Finals and you know my heroes, Glenn yeah. Hoddle, Steve Perriman, Jürgen Klinsmann, Teddy Sheringham, Michael Dawson, Gareth Bale shirt against Inter Milan. <laughs> You know, I've, yeah, I've, it's I've, incredible. I've held it yeah. and I've held it close to yeah. me and, and smelt it and just... Yeah, don't tell us what else you yeah, did. Yeah, no, no, yeah. honestly, it was in a public area, so <laughs> I... Uh, Doesn't I was, make it any better what you did, yeah. yeah. No, it was just um, incredible to be part of. Um, I, I didn't write any of the book, so don't worry, it's not me being boring. Um, but I provided lots and lots of the background information uh, for, for Simon yeah. and, and the, you know, to, to write his views and opinions on the book and Amazing. he's got experience of doing a book previously of this type for another club in the North London area um, and I can tell you it's better than that because he's had the opportunity of learning from things he's done previously so yeah. you know we've we've gone one better and, and actually this is authorised by the club and it's in conjunction with the club um, whereas, whereas the Woolwich book was done they went to them and they just said we don't understand it we don't get it mm. and it sold every copy and it was a roaring success for them yeah. as, as this will be for Incredible. Tottenham fans and football shirt mm. fans I know lots of people who are looking forward to the release of it who aren't even Spurs, Spurs yeah. people uh, it's, it'll be fantastic we can't wait for that interview can't wait for the release of the book if you've got any questions that you want Stato to ask please tweet us yeah. message us on Facebook email us um, and we'll be sure to add that and even if it is after the event you don't get to listen to this until after I've interviewed Simon on Friday um, get your question to me and I'll, I'll pass it on and we can get any answers that you know that you want um, but I'll, I'll be coming back on as soon as the book's launched anyway to, to chat about we'll it we'll do a special well. about the book yeah, yeah. it be fantastic so um, yeah really looking forward to that hope everyone's enjoyed the show today um, good to have you back as well been a pleasure uh, it's been too long can we not long. finish without mentioning Harry Redknapp going into I'm a Celebrity oh. Did you what see are your thoughts? Have you seen Southampton's official tweet about it? I haven't. I've not seen that. Incredible. They said that they retweeted with a comment and said, "Be careful, he doesn't leave for strictly halfway through." <laughs> Genius. Genius. This is one I got from Twitter as well. This is not mine. I didn't write it. I promise. But hey, getting on eating that kangaroo penis, Harry. I'm down at the bare bone. You can see it happening. Well, can't people you? saying that he was going to be spending his dingo dollars to phone Nico Cranshaw. <laughs> They'll do his little interview. It won't be in a little hut. It'll be yeah, a car yeah. window, just leaning out of a car window. Oh, God. So that's going to be highly entertaining, if he even manages to do it. Well, yeah, well, how's he going to do it with his knees? I can't just, imagine it. I don't know. But the thought... I mean, he won't be doing the parachute, will he? Let's be honest. Not be, gonna, I've never watched the programme. They're not going to It sounds throw. hideous. They I've take never three or that. four of the celebs and throw them out of a plane to get them into Excellent. the jungle. I don't quite think that'll be him. I don't think he'll have lived in an area with such de degradation or, or dodginess since he was a manager of Birmingham City, frankly. 
But even then he commuted. Is Kevin Bond going to drop oh. him off? Yeah. It won't be a helicopter, it'll be Kevin Bond just driving Kevin him Bond back and forth. <laughs> Fantastic. So we've got that to look forward yeah. to. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, remember, whatever happens, future's bright, the future's really white. Come on, you Spurs. £8 million, Real Madrid secured Tottenham the services of Rafael van der Vaart. Arguably, the signing of the summer.